Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, happy December 1st. Right? Christmas is coming. Everybody excited about that or no? No? Nobody excited about that? Nobody wants Christmas to come? I am looking forward to Christmas. I can't wait. It's almost here. Uh, One thing I always remember about Christmas, and I'm sure you can relate to this, um, Christmas is always, I don't know if you noticed this, especially it's even stronger as a little kid. Waiting is crazy hard for Christmas. Do you ever remember when you were a little kid and you were just like, you were just waiting all the time. I, I remember, did you ever make uh, the little link thing where you'd make it in like fourth grade and, or third grade or whatever? You'd make it and every night you could take another link off of the, the uh, you know, like the deck to halls thing. Like you take one more off and you're like, come on, count down the links. Like oh, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And you, then you're waiting that morning for like the old people don't want to get up. Because you're, you're like, I want to open presents. And you like, you know you're not supposed to open presents before like the adults get down there. You're just waiting on them. And even that night, even before you're waiting before the tree, like you were just, like it seems like the longest night of the year because you're waiting to see what in the world uh, Santa has brought you. And you just wait and wait and wait. Um, I, I just remember all the time waiting. If you maybe have heard the tagline, like good things come to those who wait. And sometimes that's true, and sometimes that's it's not true. There's some things I'm willing to wait for. Like, we're going to talk a lot tonight about waiting. We see waiting all through Scripture. We see it everywhere uh, in Scripture. But, man, I, I don't know of you, but I'm, I'm just wondering tonight, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, 1 being a, uh, a toddler who wants a snack, that means, like, zero chill. Like, they are just... It's just crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen a toddler who wants a snack. They go berserk. There's no waiting. It's now or never. Or let's say you're like a 10 of where you're somebody that has a lot of chill. Like you're someone who camps out for three days to get a Black Friday deal. How good are you at waiting? Like a 1 to a 10. 1 would be horrible. 10 would be you're a great waiter. Um, not waiter like you're serving things. But like you're just great at waiting. Anybody got a number for me? A 10? Who said 10? Steph's a good waiter. Okay, impressed? Cool. I'm jealous. Bill? Bo says a three. Zero? Let's have it on the scale. Like, now. I want it now. Yeah. A deuce? Okay, two. Two? Seeing some fours. An eight. Fours. Okay, five. Like, we're all over the spectrum, right? I've seen anywhere uh, from a zero uh, to a ten. Like, that's a, a really, really, really big difference. Um... The good thing about Christmas, though, is, is we know this. Like, it's going to come to an end. Like, we know even when we make the little link thing, that we, or even when we're, we're crossing off the days on the calendar or we're counting down. Like, even waiting's easier when like, you know there's an end in sight, right? It's a lot easier when we know that there's the 25th. Like, that's the end day. Like, we've only got 24 days left in this year. Like, when it comes to Christmas plans, it's easy because we know there's going to be an end. And we like that. We, we know exactly when our waiting and our planning is going to end. But sometimes, even when we've been waiting patiently, our plans don't go to plan. Last year, um, we go to Florida every year and we see our family. Uh, we see my sister and brother-in-law and my nieces and nephews. And like we just have a crazy, we see my parents and my grandmother. And it's just an amazing time. We look so, so 
forward to it. Last year, we were looking so forward to it. We, were, we, we had the car just about packed. We had everything that we were going to do while we're down there. Uh, we had tickets to this basketball tournament that we go to every, every year. Like, we had everything set up, and we were so excited. And I think it was like, I'm trying to remember back, it was either like the night before we were going to leave, uh, my brother-in-law, Billy, calls, and he's like, I've got COVID. And that's who we stay with. And we're like, well, okay, maybe we, we just can't go over there. And then, like, uh, we were trying to figure out, like, do we still go? Like, we were having all these, the, like, uh, the kids are, like, trying to talk us into going, like, trying to make deals with us. Like, hey, we'll, you know, we'll, like, whatever, we'll do, we'll do whatever. Like, can we just go? And then the next day, like, the next morning, my mom calls, and my mom and dad both have COVID. So we're just like, you know what? <laughs> Those are the people we stay with when we go to Florida. Like, there's just no way around it. We, we can't go. And we were just crazy bummed. I mean, we were just so like, okay, we're, we're going to stay at home. We're going to stay in Georgia, and that's okay. It's good to be here. But, man, we were looking so forward to something. We were waiting and waiting and waiting. Okay, we're out of school. We've got all this done, and now we're going to load in the car and the van, and we're going to head to Florida. And we just did not get to go. No matter how well we plan this Christmas or any time, really, there's always a chance. There's always this chance that plans are not going to go according to plan. Like, they're just not. Your, your plans are going to fall through. Uh, what you're looking forward to may not happen or something you have to wait for. And for the next few weeks, so we're, we're going to be, you know, as we're waiting for Christmas to come around, you, you know, we're going to be looking at this plan that God had. But like I talked about, we talked about a lot tonight. It was just a lot of waiting in God's plan. A lot of waiting. Like, it should be nothing new to us. As we look at Scripture, we should realize that, Waiting is part of the game as a Christian, like it's part of our lives, even as a Christian, that we are waiting, and we're just waiting for, for, for this to happen, or for God to come down through, whatever it is. Um, but man, he, he, tonight we're going to look at this plan of Christmas that God set in motion even before creation. That even This blows my mind, that even before God created anything on the earth, on this, this timeline, like he knew that this was going to happen. And it's just mind-blowing to me that God has this plan, and he's, he's working this plan. But you can see that timeline's long, and we're going to talk a lot about people who waited throughout the night. And it's just one of those things. Like, it's just that. God started making Christmas plans even before the creation of time. Even before the creation of this world, God began to put in motion this plan to send his son Jesus on that night with a star the wise men, and the story that we all know with Mary and Joseph and all those people. Like God began that plan a long, long time ago. And his plan begins, uh, it, you know, it begins here with a, a couple right after creation. Uh, who are the first two humans that we see pop on the scene here? Anybody know their names? Yeah, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve pop on the scene, right? They pop in and they're you know, everything's going good for them, and they're doing all right, and, and everything's fine in the garden, and God says everything's good, everything he created in creation's good, everything's good, Adam and Eve are good, and then all of a sudden, yeah, a snake pops in. And if you know the story in Genesis chapter 3, we begin to get more, look more and more to Jesus' birth. If you know the story, and, I th and probably most of you do, even if you're not a believer here tonight, the, the story of Adam and Eve is one that I think we all know. The, the Satan tempts her and says, hey, hey, you, you know, God, did God really say you shouldn't eat from that one tree? Did he really say that? Come on, really? I mean, he just said that because, 
He knows that you'll, you'll, you'll know more and you'll, you'll know more about this. And he just really, really tricks her to, to, to eating the fruit. And she ends up eating the fruit. She ends up sharing it with her husband, uh, Adam. And man, it just falls apart from there. But if you look at Genesis 15, he talks about this, this person who one day is going to crush the snake's head. It's one of the first places we ever see that there is a story, there's something, somebody someday down the road, like it's going to be the, the Messiah and the Savior, that Jesus, as he goes to the cross, that he is going to crush the head of Satan, he is going to crush sin, and already God has started to give us a little glimpse of this plan that he's working. Lots, dude, there's lots of waiting that's going to have to happen to here, to there. Thousands of years. But he's already in motion getting this plan together. Like waiting is something that's part of our Christian life and it's part of the Bible. And it's really, really clear to see. Sin changed everything with God, our relationship with God. And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. About a thousand years. um, About a thousand B.C. About a thousand B.C. We see another guy pop on the scene. His name is David. David's a king. And we see a little bit more, and we get a little bit more of the story. Still, we got a long way. And he says that, hey, that there is going to be a son from King David's line. It's in my crown there. The King David's line that is going to, that like this Jesus is going to come from his lineage. He's going to be his great, 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 great grandson. Like down the line, this is when, and we still, there's still a heck of a lot of time of waiting. Like it's just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's just more and more waiting. It just happens that way. There's another, we see a little, a few more stories throughout here. There's another guy named Jeremiah. Jeremiah gets a little more, and he talks a little bit more about this. I think I have this scripture up there. If you go ahead to that uh, first slide up there for me, Isaac. It says this, In the coming days, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise, like I know you're waiting, and trust me, I'm going to fulfill this someday. The promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah, in those days at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. Like there's going to be this family tree. And part of that family tree from David's line. He will do just what is just and right in the land. It's talking about Jesus. And in those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name which it will be called. The Lord, our righteous Savior. We get this little glimpse here. But man, there is still a heck of a lot of waiting. If you remember as a little kid, waiting was part of the Christmas game. It's still a part of the thing. They're, they're waiting for Jesus' birth. They're waiting for the Savior that's talked about over and over and over again. And they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting, and they continue to wait. We see in Matthew chapter 1, in Matthew chapter 1, it's one of the hardest of her, uh, hardest chapters of the Bible to read because it has this it has this family tree that's talked about here. And we see all of these people pop on the scene and there are a lot of names we, we don't know and there's a lot of names that we, we don't understand. There's a lot of names where you've never heard them in the Bible. You can't even pronounce them in the Bible. But he continues to tell us, hey, there's going to be some more people come on the scene. He talks about here, there's a guy named Abe, Abraham, and he talks about him and he says, hey, you know, Abraham, there's going to be something good. I'm going to send a Savior. He's 
talking about all the waiting that's going to happen. Then he, there's going to be a, 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 his son named Isaac, and he's going to come on the scene, and he's going to do his thing. There's all these people who are like the main ones you're going to know about. Then there's Jacob here. Then there's a woman down the line. We don't know where at, but her, we could figure out the timeline. Her name was Rahab. She's part of the tree that's going to lead to him. There's David, who we've already talked about. There's these guys, there's, there's Solomon after him, his son. There's all of these people. There's a guy, that, like one of my favorite names in, in here. I've always thought it was a cool name. Zadok. Zadok, I don't know why, but it's in the family tree. It's one of these things. And Zadok is going to have to, he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait. At Christmas time, there are these. There's this this time. It's uh, we, we maybe you've heard of it before. Uh, it's a time where it really points to waiting, the waiting of Jesus to come. A lot of families, a lot of faiths, they they celebrate this this time called Advent. It's this time that rolls up to the day of Christmas, and it's one of these things that every day there's these there, there's there's hope pointing to this day, pointing to Jesus' birth, and it's just this, hey, we're waiting in hope, we're waiting in hope, we're waiting in hope, and it's just over and over and over again. This admit, it's just setting in the motion here, this plan to, to solve sin, it's pointing to Jesus, it's all of these things, and, and Advent reminds us that while we're waiting on God, that God can be trusted, because here's what we want to realize today. If you go ahead to that next slide, Isaac, I really want to get to the heart of things here. Uh, this next slide, if you go ahead, here's what I want you to remember as we look at all of these things. And as you look at Christmas and you look at your own life, God had a plan. He's not just figuring this out as he goes. His plan was this, to use Adam and Eve, use Abraham, to use a prostitute named Rahab, to use David, to use Zadok, to use all of these people that we haven't even named in here, all of these people, they're all part of the plan. And he is, God has a plan and he's working out his plan. We get a little picture of the plan here tonight. And I want you to know this, like the same thing is true for you personally. I know there's moments in your life where you feel like, God, what in the world? How does this match to this? What are you doing? How is this part of the plan? I, I don't even understand this. But you need to know this. You were never a surprise to God. You, you, you were not a surprise to God. Your life has always been part of the plan. And if you pay attention, I think you'll be able to, to begin, especially as I get older, I can see God connecting the dots and I can see God working down my timeline in the good times and the bad times and the great times and the, the, tear, the days I have tears. Like God is working in our lives, in our past, in our present. He's going to work in our future. It's just what he's doing. He's working. And I know as I look at my own personal timeline, and you can do this with yourself. As I look at, you know, at my timeline, I look at, man, December 27th, 1975. That's when I was born. I am a two-day-after-Christmas baby. And I look at my own timeline, and I can just see that this plan that God has. I grew up in a Christian family where I knew about Jesus, like, ever since the first day I was born. Uh, I lived in Indiana. About when I was five, we moved to Texas, and everything was good. I actually came to, uh, when I was 11 years old, was baptized. 
came to know Jesus really early in my life. After that, we moved to, to Florida here when I was about 12. And that wasn't a good move. I've told these stories a lot of times where the people in Florida, like the community we moved into, it was not good. It was, I got made fun of a lot for the way I would walk, the way I talked, the way I looked. Uh, you know, I was overweight, just all these different things. And it was a really, really, really difficult time. And I could go all through all these little things. Like when I was in youth group, we had this awesome youth minister and uh, it was going really great. And then he left and I'm we're just shattered. Like what in the world, God, what kind of plan is this? Like I'm coming to youth group and everything's good. But man, the next guy that came in is probably the reason I'm standing before you today. Because he impacted my life. I thought it was done. I thought we were donezo here. Like it was like that was the end of the road. Like nothing was going to go good. I could continue to talk about all these stories of, of failure um, in, in my life where I've had failures. And I, all, I could talk about all these things that God has done, how he, he, he brought me here and he brought children and he brought marriage and he brought all of these things throughout my timeline. And it's so cool to see the way God begins to work as I look back at my life. That gosh, man, he's got a plan for my life. He's got a plan. And it excites me to think about the the good that God has in store for you. And I just want you to know, if you're in one of these really difficult times, like like this one, and like this one in your life, and when it comes to my life, even this one, when my my youth minister lived, I just want you to know that God still has a plan for your life, and he still wants to work, and he still wants to work for your good. That he has a plan from this day to whenever this day, whenever I get to go to heaven. He's got a plan. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures, that's one you're going to read in your life group, is this next scripture. Isaac, will you go ahead and throw Romans 8.28 up there? Here's what it says, and I love this verse because it's all, <clears throat> it's all about hope. It's, we know that in all things, God works for the good. That's an important word there, that God is working for our good for those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose, that all through this time that God is working, you can't tell me that the cross is not good, like he's working this whole time for our good. And I'm sure there's times like when, when Jeremiah was, was, like things were not good, and this, this was a really difficult time in Israel's, Israel's livelihood. Joseph had lots of hard times. Jacob had some hard times. I'm sure they thought, like, this is this really, how in the world is this going to come out good? But, man, it ends up coming out good for you and for me. And I thought the same in my own life. Like, how in the world, in my waiting, is God going to work here? So in closing tonight, Lucas, why don't you head down to that next one? Here's what I want to tell you tonight. The good news of Christmas is this, that God's on the way. That evil doesn't win. In all the good stuff, in all the bad stuff, in all the painful stuff, here is the thing, and this is really hard to see in the difficult days and the difficult moments and through the tears, through the really difficult times, but here's what I want you to remember, that God always has a plan. He's got a plan. Good days, bad days. Laughter, or crying. He has a plan, and God's plans for us are good. One thing uh, with, with Advent, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you know this or not, but one of the ways that people celebrate Advent sometimes is uh, 
is to light these candles. You see there's a lot of uh, Christmas pictures and things like that. You'll, you'll see uh, there's usually five candles that they will light throughout the time, throughout the weeks. They'll, they'll light these candles, and it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what, we know that there's going to be a light that comes into our lives. Like, we're not going to be trapped in darkness forever. It's one of these things, like Advent is, it's, it's looking to the hope of Jesus. And one thing, the way people will celebrate Advent is to simply light a light that'll say, you know what, I know it's a dark time right now, but God is going to light things up. And that we're not going to be stuck like this forever. So tonight, I would like to... I'd like to do this symbolically with you tonight. Here's what's going to happen. You go ahead and throw that last slide up there. Um, I just want to ask you this question. What are you waiting on when it comes to God? Maybe it's you're waiting on what's next. Like you, 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 you've got to pick a school coming up and you don't know what you want to do. Maybe it's you've been praying over and over for healing for someone. Uh, maybe you're wondering how he's going to bring something good from the, the bad that's going on in my life. Maybe that things are rocky at home. Uh, maybe you, you want, really want a family member to accept Christ. I don't know what it, what it is you're, you're waiting on. Maybe you're, you're waiting to, to meet someone. Maybe you're waiting has brought on anxiety and now like, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with this depression? Like, I, I don't know what you're, you're waiting on today. I could go around the room and ask, but here's the thing. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to, in a moment, we're going to play uh, a, a song. And during that time, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd just like you to talk to God about what you're waiting for. Like what it is you're waiting for, what it is you're, in the future, like what's going to go down, what's going to happen. I'd like for this to be a time that it's kind of reflective and quiet. So as the song plays, I'd like for you not to talk to anyone around you, but talk to God during this time. And once you've talked to him, what I'd like for you to do is I'd love for you to come up here, and we've got a couple of uh, lighters. Be careful. This is not a time to play with fire or be the funny guy or the jokester or any of those things. But I'd love for you tonight, after that, like in the quiet of this moment, to light a candle. And as you do, I hope you'll realize that God is going to bring light to the darkness. That he is going to, whatever you're waiting on, like there's a plan to what you're waiting on. There's a plan. It's just, just this, this beautiful symbolism that, you know what, there is good coming because God has a plan for you and he's got a plan for me. So I'm going to pray. After I pray, I will just take a few moments. If you'd be quiet during this song, whenever you're ready, if you want to come up and you can pick a candle and just light it, leave it here with mine. And there's things I'm waiting on too, right? I think we're all waiting on something. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. God, it's easy to, as we look back uh, on our lives sometimes to see your plan. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we don't know why this happened or that happened. But God, help us to know that you've got a plan and it's good. And God, I know that even as young people, there's things they're waiting on. There's prayers they've prayed, and they're just waiting for, for that to drop. There's, there's decisions they've got to make, and they don't know what it is they want to do. There's maybe a fractured relationship. Uh, there's something broken at home. There's, there's maybe depression or anxiety, whatever it may be, God, that's just weighing on them. 
Maybe it's a disorder they're, they're just they're fighting through right now. I don't know what it is, God. But God, I pray as they wait, that they wait with hope, that they know that you have a plan and that man's good. God, we thank you for today. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.